Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another Flower Ed podcast. Apologies for the little unintentional delay of this next episode. I actually started uh, recording one and I just got over it and hated it. So <laughs> here we are. We're trying again, round two. And I actually have a really fun topic that I want to talk about. And I've also got a free offer that is launching today to you guys and close friends as well. So it is exclusive and I'm so freaking excited for it. Oh, did I say it's free too? It's a free offer. So like anyone who has access to a phone or a computer and wants to be a part of my world gets to come and play. So we'll talk about that later. But for now, I want to talk about 10 things that I think are undervalued as a flower business owner. Now, these are also equally things that I sort of wish I did sooner or they are things that I've done recently that have impacted my business in a really big and pivotal way. So I thought we could talk about it, break it down so that you guys can either start to implement these things or at least start looking towards them in the future in some aspect. Because let me tell you, I feel like For a few things that I've started to implement recently, I could have done it like a year ago. Like, I don't know why it's taken me this long to implement some of these things. So I want to tell you now so that wherever you're at in business, whether you are a newbie or whether you are a good couple of years or a good couple of decades in, you still have time to implement these things. So let's kick us off. Number one. The thing that I think is undervalued the most. Now, this is in order for the first couple, and then it's just things that I thought of. The number one thing is your human. You guys hear me talking about this all the time, and it is the one thing that is so undervalued and forgotten about among florists because our job is pretty full on. It is 3am wake ups to the markets if we choose. It is big days on cold floors if we choose. And it's also late nights packing down if we choose to as well. And I think the last thing that people think about, and by people, I also mean me, was looking after my human. And we've all heard the conversation around burnout. And for me, it was massive not only burnout in a physical sense, but also in a, in an energetic sense where I was like, I want to tap out. Like I'm so over this. I'm so off weddings. I don't want to even look at another flower for a good six months. Like I got to that point and that's just the worst feeling ever. And like resenting all of your clients and flowers in general, like we have the most beautiful job in the whole entire world. I was saying to live the other day, I, we say this all the time. Isn't it funny how we say that some flowers are ugly and some some are like elite, like they're elite flowers and then there are ugly flowers, like they're flowers for God's sake, like they're all freaking beautiful. So it's just really funny that we forget that. But anyway, I'm going off track. You're human. If you were to look after your human more than you look after your business strategy, let me tell you, you are going to come out 10 times better. Because if you are in a good frequency, if you have slept, if you have drunk your water, you're hydrated, if you have eaten good nutritious meals, if you're surrounding yourself by good humans, 
how much better are you going to show up when you have to show up to do the business strategy stuff? Like the strategy stuff or the doing, like the going to the markets and the going to the weddings and leading a team and whatever whatever it may be, that's all going to turn to shit if you're turned to shit. Like if you are in your bed and you're like, just woken up to a brand new day and it's like the most beautiful day ever but because you haven't looked after your human you're like fuck this whole entire thing i'm tapping out i don't want to do this it doesn't matter if you've got the best strategy in the world it doesn't matter if you've got the best team in the world it doesn't matter if you are the best floral designer in the world if you are not operating in an elite mindset with a resilient behavior with really strong emotional intelligence i'm sorry but you're just not going to make it anywhere like the you just simply cannot create momentum unless your human is at optimum like it's just as simple as that and it's just really funny because when you start your flower business for the first however long it's like okay how do i get clients how do i make money how do i book more people how do i make more sales how do i sell more in the shop how do i make a bouquet how do i price these things how do consultations work but then it's like um hello there's this whole other side to the business that is completely forgotten completely which is the energetic side and let me tell you this is not woo woo it's not like going into the land where people freak out and think it's like the spiritual side of things. This is your human body. Like the thing that carries you around this earth, the thing that dictates the momentum that happens in business, the thing that dictates the way you behave and move and speak. (laughs) That thing, your human, that is the thing that needs to be focused on. While all of the rest of it is needed. That is just a given. You need to know how to market. You need to know how branding works. You need to know how to price things. You need to know how to make sales. All of that is a given. You're a business owner. Obviously, you need to know that stuff, but it's like, why the heck does everyone forget about the thing that dictates all of that stuff, which is your human? So if you want anything in your life, Whatever it may be, take away all limitations, like no limitations, no rules, no expectations, nothing. Take it all away. If you could think of your dream outcome, that outcome is only going to happen by momentum, by movement, by behavior, because if you don't action anything, then how can that possibly come to life? Like if we were to just sit here for the next 50 years, like literally sit here still, Like we can't say that all of these things that we're dreaming of is going to be built, right? Things need to happen. Action needs to be taken. For that action to be taken and that momentum to be built, what actually creates that momentum? What creates that action? Your behaviors, your standards, your frequency, your mindset. And what creates your mindset and your frequency and your behaviors? Your human. So literally to get to anything you want in the whole entire world, it just comes back to your human because you, if you are in an elite frequency mindset, you are at optimum, you are feeling good. You are just looking after your human. You're going to behave in a completely different way than if you weren't 
Think about when you are so tired and so hangry and so dehydrated, how that feels compared to having had a really solid, good sleep, waking up, being so excited for the day, filling your body with nutritious food and drinking a gallon of water. Like, tell me there isn't a different feeling in that. That feeling is going to dictate the way that you move, your next actions, If you're dehydrated and hangry, you're probably going to yell at your partner or your kids. You're probably not going to want to show up on Instagram and talk about pretty flowers. You're going to be like, fuck this shit. I want to tap out. But if you are in feeling good, you're in optimum, you're high vibing, you're high frequency because you've looked after your human, your next action, you're probably going to want to show up. You're going to be looking for more, more opportunity. Your focus is going to be completely different. So your behaviors are going to be completely different. And because you are creating that momentum because of your behaviors, because of your mindset, because of your human, you're then going to get the result that you want, the outcome. It's all connected, my friends. So number one thing that is so undervalued by florists and flower business owners around the world is your human. Number two is mentorship. Obviously, this has to be up there because for me, I didn't even know that coaching and mentorship existed. I actually thought that it was for like, like companies like Apple, like Apple would go and get like a coach or not even Apple, even just like a high athlete or a high up celebrity. Maybe they'll go and get like coaching, but it's not even business coaching. It's more like psychology stuff I guess like I didn't even know that this whole entire industry that I'm currently in exists so that's why I'm saying to you mentorship is so important because success leaves clues right if you can get all of the answers from someone who's just gone through all the stuff that you're about to go through and they can go hey maybe do it this way hey this is what happened when I did that Hey, you can actually do this better. This is how you elevate. This is how you refine. Change this a little bit. Do that. This will make you more sales. This will make you more money. Do this a little bit differently. They can show you, reflect to you, dissolve pieces, unpack the way that your human works as well. And remember, your human is literally dictating your results. Having someone be able to reflect that back to you is invaluable. Invaluable. Insane. Absolutely undervalued coaching and mentorship, you guys are here investing your time and energy into a coach as we speak, myself. So hats off to you for being here, for doing the thing, for putting in this time. You're not listening, watching Netflix. You're not just like running around with your dog. You actually have your headphones in or you're in the car or you're washing dishes or whatever you're doing, running away from the kids to listen to this, putting in that time and effort. And I applaud you for that because mentorship, coaching, in, in the sense of business or mindset is just crucial. If you can have a mentor who's done it already, who can show you the way and show you an easier, more efficient, less of a mind fuck path, why would you not take that? Number three of the 10 things that I think are undervalued as a business owner is branding. Yes, we've spoken about this a lot within my private containers about branding because it is the one thing that florists don't do. They think that the style of work, the style of flowers is their brand and it is not. If if Nike, for example, Nike, however you say it, if all they thought was their brand was a shoe, 
then all, all they would have is a shoe. They wouldn't have a brand. It's like the product is not the brand. Yes, it's part of it. It's an element of it. It supports it. It reflects it, but it isn't it. And I think that's where florists go so wrong because they're like, well, my style of work is this, but what's your brand and how are you building an an engaged audience of trusting human beings and raving fans if all you're doing is selling a product, not creating a brand? Massive difference, huge difference in energy. So brand is one of the top things that is so undervalued by florists. In fact, I, as you guys know, just invested in a graphic designer to rebrand both of my brands, which you guys have probably seen me start to roll out slowly. And it's just so interesting because we did a, a competitor analysis, which we do within branding. And it was so funny because I was like, well, here are sort of like the competitors in the space for both spaces. And the florists don't really have a brand like, and I'm not talking about logos and fonts. I'm talking about that feeling and that connection piece. It's so much deeper than just your style of work. Like that's what I want to get across. It's not just your style of work and creating a strong brand is what is going to connect you to that ideal client. Number four of the 10 things that I undervalued as a business owner was a bookkeeper. My bookkeeper, Sue, I love her so, so much. She's so amazing. She does so much for me. And for me, all that finance stuff, it does get very overwhelming. (laughs) Like how the heck does tax work? What do I do for this? How do I pay employees? How do I even create a casual employee? Like all of this stuff, zero invoices, GST, like how the heck does it all work? For the first, I think it was maybe two years Maybe I didn't have one. I was just doing my, my yearly tax return and I had the worst book, not bookkeeper, accountant. I had the worst accountant at the time. He was teaching, not teaching me. He was talking, speaking. He was speaking at me. (laughs) That's the right language. He was speaking at me as if I knew what the fuck was going on. But Sue was like, Hey, I know you've got no idea. This is how it all works. Talks me through the things that I need to know and she covers the rest. This guy was just speaking at me, speaking a foreign language, not even telling me anything. I would ask questions. He'd act like I'm an idiot. And that was the worst thing ever for my business. So getting that bookkeeper, Sue, is amazing. We talk weekly, love her so much. That was something that I needed at the time, but equally, I wish I found her earlier, obviously, because she's just changed the game. I wouldn't say you need one right away the minute you start your business, obviously, because there's not really much for them to do on the back end. But once I had zero and I had heaps of invoices going on and I needed to start with GST and I was starting to talk about moving into a company and like how to pay employees and all the things, that was when I was like, oh, yep, I definitely need someone to come and clean everything up. Number five is giving jobs you hate to people you love. (laughs) This is like the best. So things that I don't want to do regularly is go to the flower markets, do pack downs or clean the warehouse. Those are the three things that if I could pay someone to do, 
I would and I do. (laughs) So I give those to people, but not just people, people I freaking love. My team is elite. Like, let me tell you, I'm obsessed with the humans in my world. So beautiful Liv, who you guys all know, she goes to the markets for me. She then also does all of the processing as well. And then I've got my beautiful team who do pack down, who is actually just two of our best friends. They're a couple and they just go and do it together. They're the best. And then we've also got beautiful Claire in the warehouse, who is literally like my warehouse fairy godmother, which is what I titled the position. And it's just so, so true. Like she comes in and it's like, she just like has a little magic fairy dust. And then the whole place is beautiful. All the candle holders are clean. All of the shelves are clean. Everything's packed away beautifully. And I just love her so much. So giving jobs you hate to people you love is just the best thing ever. Number six is hiring freelancers who aren't qualified or have 15 years experience. That is something that I think is undervalued. What I'm saying is I hate when I see those job posts for florists and it says you must be qualified and you must have like eight years experience in events of high budget, something like that. And I'm like, okay, I get it, right? I fully get that you need a particular type of person to be in certain positions. Like if you have these, like these are massive companies in cities who have a massive amount of clients or huge budgets that they're working with. I get it. You need someone to be able to manage that team. But for me, I would way rather hire the human than hire the piece piece of paper or hire the experience because someone can have one year experience and not be qualified and be a thousand times better than someone who has 20 years experience and is qualified. So don't let the qualification or the years of experience stop you from finding a freelancer, someone to work for you, because that is just something that does not make sense to me. I'm hiring the human. I can teach them anything. I can teach them how my business runs and what I want them to do. If they can do it as a human, then I can teach them the thing. But you cannot teach someone how to be a good human, as in how to be proactive and how to have the right energy and the right mindset and support you and do things that help you that you don't even ask them to do. That's a really hard thing to teach. I can teach someone how to read a run sheet. I can teach someone how to create a ceremony feature. Like you can teach a monkey to do these things. You don't need a piece of paper saying that they've been qualified. You don't need someone who's got 100,000 years of experience. Experience doesn't mean anything. You could have 20 years experience, but if you don't know how to work with the team and you don't have the right attitude and you're not proactive and you don't have the right energy, I don't want you. Number seven of the things that I think are undervalued is a cool room. Now, the next few are like the um, the like warehouse stuff that I really love. So I bought a cool room when I was living at my old house. Let's not even say house. It was, let's say like unit, apartment. It was tiny. Like when I say tiny, I would sit on the lounge. We didn't, we couldn't have a dining table, no room. Sit on the lounge. You could lean over and put your bowl on the kitchen bench. You could put your feet out and then the TV's just there in front of your feet. Like it was so small and the garage couldn't even fit my car in it. 
So it was a tiny, tiny house. Reason being, obviously it was cheaper for rent. We wanted to buy, buy a house eventually. So we were there. And then I also had my studio in that garage. So I bought a cool room, which sat out the front of the house. Yep. In the driveway, the shared driveway. And it was a lifesaver, like absolute lifesaver. It was the best thing that I have ever bought in my whole entire life. The absolute best. So it helped me sleep at night because I was stressed about the heat. I don't even live in a very hot um, area. It gets really cold here, but the times that it is hot, it is hot. And I was just stressing so much. And equally, it was also another way to have more storage. And it was a cool room trailer. So it sits on a trailer so you can just hook it up to the car and drive it wherever it needs to be. So it wasn't like a permanent structure. Number eight of things I think are undervalued is a big ass bench. You guys have seen my bench, hopefully, maybe. It is humongous. Like people that walk in, they're like, oh my gosh, I saw a photo of it. I did not think it was that big. Like it's huge. And it's my favorite thing on earth. Tom made it for me, built it for me because there's nothing more that I hate than being in a flower shop, especially where the benches are literally tiny. Like you can't even fit anything on there. Like I want to have everything laid out equally more efficient for batching and then also more bench space to like put your tray of bud vases or your tool bag or whatever it needs to be. So a big ass bench for me, the bigger, the better. I'd have two in there if I could. Like I love it that much. Number nine, that is undervalued. And another thing that just drives me up the wall is having sharp tools. There is nothing that makes sense about having tools that are blunt, especially secateurs, nothing worse in the whole entire world than going to cut something and you can't or you go to cut it and the whole thing falls apart so frustrating and number 10 of the 10 things that i think are undervalued as a business owner is again something that tom built me which is like easy is a bud vase tray the best thing ever the best. So it was just made out of timber. He's actually making a new one out of a container just to make it a bit lighter, make it a bit easier, cost-effective, all of the things. We're doing upgrades, but the one that I have at the moment, it's just a timber tray. You might've seen it in like reels and stuff maybe. And it's just got all of these holes that are drilled into the top of it. And then the bud vases just all sit in on top. And then also he made it so that the, the vessels that we have that have three feet can also fit in that as well. So just like using it for two purposes, bud vase tray, the best thing that you could ever get built for you. Find a carpenter, make, give him a cashy job and then Yep. Happy days. So the 10 things that I think are undervalued as a flower business owner, number one, you're human. Number two, mentorship. Number three, branding. Number four, a bookkeeper. Number five, giving jobs you hate to people you love. Number six, hiring freelancers who aren't qualified or have 15 years experience. Number seven, a cool room. Number eight, a big ass bench. Number nine, sharp tools. And number 10, a bud vase tray. So there you have it. The 10 things that I think are undervalued as a flower business owner or just 10 things that I should have done sooner. I love the most in my world and I value the most in my world, in my business and in my life. So start to implement these things into your world. Take what lands, leave what doesn't. But you're going to see such a difference when you can think about things in a different way. 
So, so important. Now, at the start, I did tell you about the free offer that is coming out. Now, you guys, if you're listening, you are the first to know about this. So I will be launching it into close friends today and then to the public tomorrow, but time is ticking. So the new offer is called the exclusive q and I'm so excited. It is absolutely free. How it works is once you sign up online through the link that I leave in the show notes below, you then will get sent to your portal. There's going to be a link there where you click on it and you've got three questions to fill out if you wish to do so, if you wish to participate, fill them all out. You get to ask me anything, business, mindset, emotional intelligence, branding, marketing, my life, my relationship with Tom, my family, my history, my business, like whatever, whatever you want to ask, make him juicy, make him spicy. You're welcome to be as nosy as you like. Anything goes unless it's like real nasty, (laughs) then I'll be leaving it, but make him juicy, make him spicy. I want to have fun with this. I want to connect with you guys. I'm then going to post the replay of the Q&A within two weeks. So you guys will have until the 25th of April. So just next Tuesday, you've got about seven days to sign up and then put your questions into the little boxes. And then from there, within two weeks, I'm going to record the Q&A. It's either going to be by podcast, kind of like this, by voicing, or it's going to be a video. And then I'm going to upload that into your portal within that two weeks, roughly. That's my plan. And then you guys get to watch it back. You get to do the replay. And if it is a video within Kajabi, you can also download the app Kajabi on your phone and you can listen to it like a podcast episode. So the more people that sign up and the more people that put in questions, this could go for hours. Like you guys get three questions each. If like 10 of you sign up, that's 30 questions that I could have coming in. Like I might have to cut this off at some point because that's a lot of questions to get through. Equally, I want this to be a nice, long form, juicy piece of content for you guys. So it will be, I'm going to guess it's going to be a good couple of hours, either by podcast or by video. So the more that you, the more of you that sign up, the more questions that are going to come through, the longer this piece of content is going to be, because I know that you guys love the longer form pieces. That means you can put it. It could be a couple episodes on your way up and back from the markets. It could be little snippets on your daily morning walks with your dog or whatever it may be. So I'm so excited to be able to create this nice, big, chunky piece of content, answer your questions, connect with you guys. This is your chance for you to get to know me as the human as well. It can be a business structure, content, Instagram, branding, whatever sort of question, or you just get to get to know me, like ask me anything. This is our chance to connect because I feel like connecting. I miss you guys. This is absolutely free. I just want to connect. So I will leave the link below. Make sure to go and click sign up, enter your questions. Also, the questions are completely anonymous. There isn't a box for you to fill out like your name or email or anything. It's literally just the three questions. So you get to be as juicy, as spicy, as nosy as you like. It's completely anonymous. If you've always thought, "Mm, I want to DM Lily and ask her this, but I can't because she's a coach and I'll have to get into a paid container. This is your chance. This is your chance. So jump in, have the best day ever, and I will speak to you guys really soon.